What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anik Creates podcast. So glad you could join me here today. And in today's episode, I want to talk about streaming. And is streaming like Spotify and Apple Music, is that killing the music industry or not? And why people complain about it and what can actually be done? Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Anik Creates podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Kratz. All right, so today we're going to talk about streaming, and I'm probably going to use the word Spotify a lot, even though I mean in general streaming, whether that be Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, anything like that, any streaming service. Now, Spotify is an original one because Spotify is a standalone company, and we're going to talk about this in a future episode as well, but Spotify is a standalone company, which means they have no other means of income, and so they have uh, maybe a little bit less power in terms of certain business practices, whereas Apple, for instance, they have their music streaming service to kind of ease you into buying an Apple device and that's where they make all their money. But I'm probably going to use the word Spotify more often than just streaming services. So a topic that comes up a lot is that streaming is killing the music industry. But the deeper question that we need to really ask is, is the music industry actually dying? And the short answer is no. In 2018, the music industry actually hit $19 billion in revenue. And that is up from the low point in 2014 where we hit $14.8 billion. And that's actually still only a little bit off of its highs of $25 billion, which we hit in 1999. So we're well on our way. The trend has reversed. We're going up again in revenue as an industry overall. So the short answer is no, the music industry is not dying at all. We're actually doing better than we've done for quite a while. The industry is just shifting. To understand, you kind of have to look at where the money is coming from and Yes, the industry in terms of physical CD sales, that, which is what a lot of people associate money to, is dying. But that's just a medium. Physical sales and and digital sales, for that matter, those are mediums that are getting phased out, just like tapes got phased out and eight tracks and vinyl that came and went and is coming back again, actually. But the industry is shifting where it's making its money. And now streaming is a massive part of that. Streaming is a whole new part of the industry that only started within the last 10, 15 years. And it's grown significantly and is now a huge part of the music industry's revenue. If you think about it, streaming is actually helping the industry because before streaming happened, you know, CD sales were down because of the internet and the internet had just come in and people were doing file sharing like Napster and LimeWire, basically sharing music for free. It was easier than ever to send a song, download it for free with absolutely no compensation to the artists. There was no real structure to anything. So what companies like Apple Music and Spotify and Pandora did is they decided, you know what, let's be able to make some sort of structure to this. People want to pay less or as little as possible for the most amount of content, which at that point was just illegal downloading. And they said, okay, let's do a monthly subscription so that people can access music, but we can still pay the artists for what they are doing. Yes, the rates are lower. Yes, you're not getting nearly as much as you used to get from a CD sale, but it's still better than the illegal downloading, which you got nothing. And 
To be honest, as many people want to say that that wasn't going to be a thing, if streaming services hadn't come in, we would still be illegally downloading music, artists would get literally nothing, and new artists would get no exposure, there would be no monetization, and people would just be trying to resist it. Back in the day when there was Napster and all those things, Metallica, tons of artists were spending millions of dollars trying to sue these companies who weren't even really companies. It was really tough at that point, and these streaming services came in and once they figured out their format and once they figured out how to do it now it's making more money than we could imagine and it's only going up astronomically every year with millions and millions and millions of people apple music and spotify are well over 200 million subscribers now and it just grows every year astronomically so streaming is actually helping the industry massively so if that's the case what are the complaints that everybody's talking about and why are they complaints well something that happens a lot on social media is you see these tweets and different articles of people saying that they made no money. There was an article in 2014 where Pharrell Williams said he made around $2,500 from Pandora for Happy, which had 56 million streams. There was another one that Peter Frampton made 1700 bucks for something that had 50 million streams as well. And we see two different numbers. We see the amount and we see the number of streams. We have no context for the numbers. We just see two numbers. There's streaming calculator sites that tell you Spotify pays this, Apple Music pays this. They all have their different deals that they've made. It's pretty clear that it's probably not the case that that's the only amount of money that was paid out for that song for all those streams. What really needs to be looked at is what do those numbers actually say? Is that the amount that he's getting paid for the songwriter royalties, for the licensing? What is that number? So it's probably not Pandora or Spotify that's paying out wrong. It goes a little deeper than that. You have to look at the artists that are talking and what their deals are from the record companies. Now, of course, that's not public knowledge. Nobody discloses their record deal because most of the time it's pretty crap and you know nobody wants to actually admit that they signed half their life away or more to get a deal and in in a future episode i'm going to talk about record labels and what they're doing wrong and how this sucks even more but the money that actually makes it to the artist is probably not great but it's not because of the streaming platforms itself especially for those people who are making 50 million streams that's worth two hundred thousand dollars or so but the problem is if their deal is not recouped or they have a really bad percentage, most of that money ends up going to the record label. And the record label gets a ton of money. In the last year, record labels revenue has actually gone up and they're doing really well. That coincides with streaming and the profits of streaming going up. So you can see that that's not the problem. It's the amount of money that's making it to an artist. Now, If you look at a very basic thing, if you put your music on iTunes directly with CD Baby or TuneCore or something, iTunes for that service and for that distribution takes 30%. So of your $1 iTunes download, you would only have a possibility of seeing 70 cents from that. And that's if you owned everything, if you had paid everything and everything was done. How many times are you going to have to sell your song to pay off the $50 that you owe CD Baby, for instance, for putting it onto iTunes? 
Because that's essentially what happens with record deals, except it's hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, especially for those big artists who you see walking around with million dollar mansions and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're making really good money, but they also have astronomical record deals where the record company puts a lot of money into them, a lot of money into recording their records, a lot of money into everything, and then they have to recoup that back before the artist sees any more money. The problem is, is that the record deals are actually terrible, and that's where all the money is going. So the money that is actually being seen by the artist in the end is minimal. So what we really need to look at is where the money's going. The problem that we see and, and that everybody notices on social media are the social media posts where big artists say, hey, I got this many streams, but yet I only got a check for $3,000. And everybody's like, that's terrible. There's only this many streams and this is all they got. But there's no context to those numbers. We see an amount and we see the stream number. We don't know if that's one check from one month because, yeah, you look at the thing and you say, okay, cool, 53 million streams, that's great, but that's over how many years? The streaming companies are very open about what they're paying. Now, the thing that's not disclosed to us as the audience is the record deals. And that's the thing that the artist doesn't want to tell us and the record company doesn't want to tell us. So now it just looks like Spotify or the streaming service is just playing dirty when really the record company is making all that money. Now, streaming has made more money in the last year with the most amount of subscribers, but hand in hand with that, record companies have made the most amount of profit they've made in years because of streaming. They're finally turning it around as well. They're trying to make deals with Spotify and giving Spotify a bigger percentage of the contract because Spotify or whatever streaming service has the upper hand in the distribution because they have the platform where everybody wants to go. However, record labels are the ones with the content that keep those streaming services alive. If they weren't there, there would be no content for Spotify to distribute. With more and more competitors in the streaming space like Spotify, Apple Music, and all the different ones, the more of them that there are, the less upper hand each one of them has over the record companies. Now, the record companies still own all the content. The record companies also have the upper hand on the artists because they are the ones with the money to pay for the artists to make their records and get them distributed. Record companies take advantage of artists all the time nowadays, especially without CD sales. And in a future episode, we're going to talk more about record companies and how those are run. But basically, we don't know what the percentage of the income from the streaming is taken by the record company and what doesn't actually go to the artist because we don't know the record deals. Now, the other part of the equation is if there's a producer, he might get some percentage of this. If there's a mixer, sometimes they can get a percentage as well. And then also the biggest one is songwriters. We see the artist as the person whose song it is, but there can be one to five to 10 writers on a song that all get an equal division of the song. So for instance, Baby by Justin Bieber, massive song, five writers. And same with Miley Cyrus's uh, Wrecking Ball, five different writers on that. That's the other thing that's undisclosed is how many people that final total is divvied up amongst. So to kind of break this down and make it very simple, if Spotify goes and says, okay, here's your streaming, you streamed this amount of times, which is worth $100. They say, great, we're going to take our 30% of that because that's the deal they've made with the record company. They take 
they take 30 bucks. $70 of that $100 now goes to the record label. So the record company gets that $70 from Spotify and they say, okay, great. We, according to our contract with you, we get 50% of this remaining $70, remember. So they get their $35, meaning there's $35 left for the artist and for every other payment that is needed. That $35 is now split up between three different writers and let's say the producer. So the producer gets his $5 and the three different writers get their $10 each. That means that the artist who got $100 from Spotify, technically, actually only got paid $10. That is a very small percentage. And if they said, hey, I got $10 for this amount of plays, everybody would look at that and go, that doesn't make any sense. But what they're not disclosing is all the other people that actually also made money off of this. That's the same as it used to be with CD sales, except there was a smaller percentage because there were more sales for the record label, for different people. It was broken up a bit differently. Deals were structured a bit differently. For artists that have been big for a long time, their deals were different because of back in the day. And now the record companies have had to shift it to kind of add in that streaming service, which wasn't even around. It wasn't a thought when they had their first deals. And so they've had to kind of play some dirty pool to get as much out of the streaming as they can. And because nobody knew what it was early on and how big it could possibly be, they, you know, they just took advantage of that. And that's something that nobody discloses, but is a very real part of where all the money goes from streaming and from all of this. The other side of this is that there is not a lot of money to be spent around. We as consumers pay our $10 a month and listen to a thousand songs. That's not a lot of money to be divvied up based on what we've listened to, to what actually goes to the artists. So partially society is also to blame for Spotify kind of having their hands tied to having low rates because we're not paying enough for them to pay $10 a stream every time you listen to it or every time you download a song. So with all of that said, let's look at the upsides of streaming. The upside is for the smaller artists, for sure. One of the major upsides is there's such a huge audience and there's such a huge market now. In today's day and age where everybody can record and make music on their own and more and more people are making music, this provides a platform for everybody to distribute their music on. Back in the day, we couldn't have that. We had CD stores, which were controlled by basically record labels who had the money to make that distribution happen. There were much fewer people who had recording at home. They would have to get discovered by a record label to get a recording made at a recording studio because the record labels had money. In today's day and age where everybody can make music and everybody wants to put out music, discovery has never been easier because Spotify kind of curates playlists and recommendations for us based on what else we've listened to because it has the data to know what it thinks we're going to like based on what we've listened to and based on what other people have listened to. We now discover more and more artists and we're willing to take more and more chances on different artists because instead of spending $20 on a CD to be able to hear it, to decide we don't actually like it, we can listen to it on our streaming service for free. And if we love it, we can go find that band. This leads into the next point where you can discover more and more artists that are smaller and not shoved down your throat by radio, 
you can discover these artists and then support them in other ways. You can buy their CDs still to support them. You can go see them in concert. You can buy their shirts. But you'll find a band that really resonates with you because Spotify will put that in your lap going, hey, I think you're going to like this. So it's amazing for the listener because we get to find many more artists that we would like, that we really, really, truly would like, not just kind of. And it's amazing for the artists themselves because the artists can get in front of more and more people that they wouldn't otherwise be able to. So yes, they're not making money off streaming, but they're in front of more people to be able to make money in other ways. And we're actually going to talk about different ways that artists can make money and different ways that you can help support your artists. If enough people support each artist, there's plenty of artists to go around for everybody and more and more people than ever can make a career out of this. We'll talk about that in a later episode. But for now, the point is, is that streaming really opens up such a huge opportunity for more and more artists. For example, the last quarter of 2018, the U.S. Latin music market saw its second straight year of double-digit growth to $413 million. That would never have been possible because Latin artists would never have invested time and money into putting their CDs in stores in the U.S. because the audience is, is a lot more spread out. It's not like they're all in one area where you could just, you know, put your CDs in one store and, and they'd all go buy it. It doesn't quite work that way. But now you can put it online and you can put it on the streaming services and on digital retailers and more and more people can go buy it and find you. The Latin music fans in the U.S. who are all spread out can find that Latin music that they like. And that's why that has grown so, so much. The thing that people need to remember is that streaming is not really the way to make a quick buck and isn't the way to make a lot of money, but it is a way to get in front of more people to make money in different ways. Even if you have a small audience, if you have a dedicated audience who truly love you and are truly a supportive fan base, you can translate that into a business and into a career. Artists just need to think more about being an entrepreneur rather than just being a creative artist and making their music. That's something that streaming services has helped is to grow everybody's possible marketplace. Streaming is here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. I'm not saying that it's going to be here forever. It's a medium just like the CD was, like the 8-track was, like the cassette was for, for people who remember those things. But it's here for the foreseeable future and it's the way of the future in the music industry at the moment. So we need to learn how to utilize it and stop complaining about the fact that we're not selling CDs anymore. We need to look at how to take advantage. Learning how to utilize the fans that you're now gaining to get money from them in, di in different ways. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast. So the bottom line is that if somebody loves what you do, they will find a way to help you. Streaming gives more of a platform for everybody to be able to find you, to be able to support you. Within the next five to 10 years, the music industry will actually be bigger than it's ever been before, not only in revenue, but also in the amount of artists and people involved. That's when we need to learn to adapt to how everything's shifting and what we can do to take advantage of that. So that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, leave a review on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me know what you thought, any ideas you have that you would love to hear me talk about. And I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. And until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Annika Creates Podcast. 
Be sure to check out AnnaCreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.